Hey, welcome back to Homo Superior. We have a special uh, edition. We're going to be talking about Miracle Man, which oh. was published by Marvel, but originally published uh, in, in the UK. It's one of our uh, graphic novel brunch club books. I'm Kalen. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan. I'm Nikki. Adam. And I'm Soundboy. Hey, Soundboy. And a special welcome back to Nikki, who uh, is our bonus guest today. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, the way this all started was Kaylin and I uh, liked reading graphic novels, and we liked getting brunch, so every month we go to a new brunch spot and try a new graphic novel. This month I got to pick one of my favorite uh, graphic novels of all time, Miracle Man. I'm going to give like a very broad overview. Not everyone in our group loved it, mm. and I don't mm. love everyone in the group because of it. Mm. <laughs> so, basically the story is, it's uh, one of Alan Moore's earlier works. It's kind of a proto-watchman dealing with what happens if we had real super people in the world. So, it, it, it centers around Mike Moran, who is like a depressed, middle-aged guy that realizes that he actually is like a superhero, and if he says a certain phrase, he gets, he switches to being this superpowered person. And what's that phrase? <laughs> Kimoda. <laughs> it's like red rum. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is atomic backwards. Yeah. Which is a lame Spelled word. Kimoda. Yeah. Yeah. Atomic Spelled with a K. All kinds of weird upside down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he ultimately finds out he was like an experiment uh, that uh, this doctor named Dr. Greg. Gargunza. Oh, spoilers, by the way, for a book that was created in the 80s. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Please read the book, because I think it's amazing. Even if you know what happens, it's so fucking good. At any rate, Gargunza... Uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Gargunza figure, finds an alien technology, and he takes these orphans and imbues them with a... Uh, like, there's an inner space, which is where it's like a second body you have. And by saying the phrase, you access that space and you live as the other body. At any rate, uh, Mike Moran is not happy about this and he ends up uh, killing Gargunza. Uh, he has a child named Winter uh, as Miracle Man and not Mike Moran, who's his other half. Mm. Turns out she's a super person. Uh, she's a great person. She's, she's super. Uh -huh. yeah, she's super. <laughs> she's really just wonderful. Now. She has no powers, but she's just really nice. <laughs> Who is this? Winter? Winter. Oh, his, well, I thought his, you his meant his awful wife. His daughter who speaks at like <gasps> week I like five. His wife is not awful. Let him finish the recap. So he learns about other worlds and other life forms and how advanced they are. Um, and another one of Gargunza's experience, uh, experiments, uh, Johnny Bates, who his alternate version is Kid Miracle Man, uh, he's over the years gone insane. And because he has all this power, he just starts killing people and he doesn't care. So <clears throat> Miracle Man's team gets together. They're like, we're fucking, we got to kill this guy. Mm -hmm. So they like kill that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Great, Great recap. recap. <laughs> <laughs> and then ultimately uh, they start th this, his superhero team, which is the parallel is to like Greek gods. Uh, they start introducing all these amazing technologies and they shape the world uh, in the way that they want. Uh -huh. um, so the whole thing is a, a reflection on the way we create myths and religion and the nature of power and what humans would do if they were basically immortal and unstoppable. I guess opening question, 
Did anyone else but me like it? I loved it. I loved it. And so I read Miracle Man the first time around probably in the 90s. Uh, I was able to like scavenge uh, all the original issues because they were out of print. Uh, the rights uh, for Miracle Man were uh, in dispute for a long time. Um, you know, some people thought, you know, uh, the guy who owned Eclipse Comics, which was the publisher in America, he owned part of it. Alan Moore may have owned part of it, or actually Neil Gaiman, who was the subsequent writer after Alan Moore, owned part of it. And then Todd McFarlane, who's the artist of Spawn, has his own mini empire. He bought parts of it too. And so finally they were able to get the rights resolved, and Marvel published it with the hope that Neil Gaiman can finally finish uh, the subsequent arcs. Um, what I really like about it is it's like it is very much uh, a proto book in the same way that Casablanca is a proto movie for. Uh, uh, romantic films for decades to come where The Sopranos is a proto show for prestige yeah. drama uh, shows or certain comics could not exist without Miracle Man Watchmen couldn't Alan Moore Swamp Thing obviously couldn't The Authority or anything or the ultimate line that we've talked about in previous podcasts none of that could have uh, existed without without Alan Moore writing Miracle Man and originally it was called Marvel Man mm -hmm. uh, and it was Marvel Man was uh, a character in the 1950s that uh, uh, created by a British uh, author whose name is escaping me at this point but it was completely a riff on on Shazam Captain Marvel right. and they uh, there's a there's a panel uh, that, that Gargunza even shows when he's like doing the experiment on Mike Moran and the two others where he looks at a children's comic and it's Captain Marvel uh, and Mary Marvel and Captain Marvel Jr. and he gets that inspiration so it's very meta in, in that regard um, one last thing I'll say before going to some dissenting voices uh, yeah. is uh, <laughs> this is the first time that we've seen the deconstruction of, of an existing hero, saying everything that this hero knew was a lie. Uh, Alan Moore used that again, uh, probably a little more popularly in Swamp Thing, in his, in his first full issue, The Anatomy Lesson, when, when uh, Swamp Thing figures out that he's not Alec Holland, he's not the human, he is a plant that has absorbed Alec Holland's memories, uh, and so once he finds that out, he goes he goes a little crazy for a second. So, turn it over to someone else. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I just enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't love it. Is the only thing. So I'm somewhere in the middle. Um, I think it, you, like you said, I think there's a lot of inspirations for future comics that uh, were jumping off point. What What did you like about it? I, actually, I, I, I'm more interested in this like because that makes me angry. okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I think it was too much. It was too much of just like I I know it's commentary of like there's too many shocking things for shocking purposes. It didn't actually add to the story. I know we'll get into the childbirth, but like <laughs> <laughs> so they actually in the story. Winter's birth, his daughter is shown in very very graphic so. detail. Go uh, to our Tumblr. I we're gonna post gonna a longer. picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it it seemed like show, it seemed like the why is childbirth not beautiful? Show me to ten you, pages of that. It's not That's beautiful. What I, the I was I was so confused when it first happened. I was like, what is that? I had no idea. Well, that's because you're gay. Yeah, yeah. as hell. Yeah. Yeah. I've never Fuck. seen this before. Was like, I always thought it was a. Story. I literally you're thought a platinum. To be fair, I was drunk, as you guys know. But while I was reading this, but I thought it was a new alien race. Honestly. <laughs> it was her vagina. Yeah. And I was like, because they show one panel of oh the 
vagina. And, 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 then, and thank it's, you and it's for from being the, here And it's from the 80s, right? right? Well, the 80s, like, Bush was big then. Yeah. So it's probably just that much more George horrifying. George H.W. Bush. in the second one. No. No. <laughs> That's no. Okay, fine. That joke bombed. Well, here's the thing. Um, so it does a lot of, like, uh, being graphic for graphic no reason. I think it's just being, uh, I think it's just shocking for no reason sometimes. Just to sort would of. Would you say it's gratuitous? I would not oh, say I that. flipped to the page. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bookmark That's in not, that I page. Thought it was <laughs> That's not that bad at all. That's the alien race that you're talking about. Yeah, when you first see it, it's just. And I'm like, okay, well, is give, he strangling okay, give something? another example besides the childbirth where you think it's gratuitous. Um, two heads smashing together. Oh, that yeah. was a bit insane. Uh, yeah. It's hyper violent. It, it was right about yeah. yeah. I but I but I guess like the the tone of the book like seemingly changed a ton because the first the first book didn't really have any of that. I mean, and then all of a sudden, book two was like hyper violent for no seemingly good reason. But, uh, aside from it just being gratuitous sometimes with like gore, I think. Uh, also... He literally blows through... He flies through someone's body and they just explode. Yeah. yeah. He's like, also angry as fuck because um, they've kidnapped his wife. I mean, I, I get it. I'm just... Uh, it feels so much of the time of, like, look how extreme we are. And I don't like that type but of writing. But that, that is, I think, in part a response to the kind of comics which is like, oh, someone gets punched and then they're, they're just knocked out. Is like if you are really if you have this power, you will kill people. You will hurt people. It wasn't necessary. I guess like so. A really good example was when um, Cream was running from the dog, and then like they have that great panel set of like showing Mario. his head, cutting to the dog, cutting back, cutting back, cutting back. Oh and yeah, you it's finally the last few the head, seconds. Like that's life. not gratuitous because that was actually a really well done artistic element of like yeah way to, like to get the story across, and then also like just, also um something that wasn't gratuitous that they did well was like when at the very end when he kills what's his face when he kills. Um, Johnny. Oh, yeah. Johnny Bates, like, uh, just a splatter of blood goes onto his face rather than you seeing him, like, rip his eyes out and eat them and, like, shits them out and then, like, shits on. Like, like. That's the director's cut edition. Yeah, well, but... I, I would have liked to see that scene, but. Uh... <laughs> okay, but childbirth, that's a little too, too much for you. I also, they just have some issues that are just so, like, oh, I'm about to be raped and then, like, I don't know. It's. It's shocking for sure. It's shocking. A, an important triggering moment for Johnny Bates, who is. You know, he's lived out his life as the kid Miracle Man. Like, he becomes an adult, a super-powered adult. But his other life is this kid who's never really aged. And when he is stopped the first time, he's experiencing his life now for the first time as a kid. And he's got this psychotic monster in his head who's like, "Give, let me out, I will kill all these motherfuckers. The, the important triggering moment is when this kid is about to get raped that he releases the monster within him and then just goes on his killing spree that, i mean it matters it's a thing that it's a it's got to be an important enough event for him to feel so there weak. is a lot of I rape will, in the book though that I will, is yeah, unnecessary i will say this like so i love alan moore it's one of my favorite writers he does use rape as a trope a lot right. in his books he's used in watchmen mm -hmm. using v for vendetta He's, uh, yeah. uh, and, he, and he's definitely used it here. Uh, there are a lot of feminist uh, authors and feminist uh, 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 comic book uh, uh, cr uh, uh, critics 
who say like, look, this is like he is clearly talented, but this is a problem that he has. Well, he did go. Wait, did he? He did. Did he do the Killing Joke or who did the? Yeah, he did the Killing yeah, Joke. So also, he that's another good example. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. that was the that was a big problem they coined it. It's the what the woman in refrigerators thing. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Gail Simone, who is a wonderful author, like she she coined that phrase when she wrote. Uh, she, well, not she didn't write it, but then it was like the Green Lantern. Yeah. Well, she wrote, yeah, but she she didn't write the Green Lantern column, but she wrote a uh, column for yes. Comic Resources. Uh, well, do you remember the name of the column she used to write? No. Uh, well, she. <laughs> <laughs> Clark, you know, usually know everything. I, I don't know the names of anything. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Fake she had a she had a great she had a great column, and You've she coined the phrase "women in refrigerators," <laughs> and like she used examples like that. So yeah, there are there are examples in Alan Moore's. You know history where he, he he relies on that too much. To, yeah, he goes you know, blue. Great pretty, but this is one of his earliest works. I, I which agree. is fine, but you can still critique it. Like sure, no, I guess I'm just saying that you know it's a crutch later. Here it like serves a narrative. He's like, but it, maybe he was like, wow, that rape really worked. Maybe it's like I'll going back in time. Rape. It's one of those things that like it probably it doesn't whether we're talking about his full career or not. It's just like it's a it's well, a lazy when, when story. Talking, well, you're talking about like uh, uh, Garzu- Garzunga is that his name? Gargunza. Gargunza. Yeah. Uh, when he's t- giving his uh, his origin story to right. Mike Moran's wife, uh, and he talks about when he was 14, he ended up like killing the crime boss he worked for, oh, yeah. and then he said, "Oh, I raped, I raped his woman in front of him." And again, oh, it's like yeah, that, that. It's like it's like yeah, all right, see, come on, man. Well, so a, li- a scotch too much of like scotch too much rape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, thank yeah. you for bringing up the origin story because I felt like that's all this book was, and so I'm gonna get dissenting, and I just didn't, I didn't like the way that the entire. It was framed. I think there the was way too part? much exposition. No, I like. I mean, literally, just every single character's thing. like, "Miracle Woman shows up." Here's my plot line. It's like it just seemed like a very weird pacing issue, and it seemed strange that they would just go into. And I get because they have to build the world, and I think that's where it like falls apart for me because it's like this deconstruction of source material that doesn't exist. Like I felt like I had to read a bunch of other books. I should have read like an entire series of Miracle Man before this to then actually. This was Miracle Man. Well, no, I understand that. What I'm saying is, reading these books felt like they were just explaining things that like something was just missing for me. Like the entire like plot line just didn't seemingly connect because there's so much happening. I think and that's cutting a, through it. That's uh, a reflection of the era this was written in versus like modern comics. You know, things were a little bit more uh, condensed uh, versus now that they're a little bit like kind of like spread out. Like we've talked about yeah. Weapon X, uh, you know, in previous in previous podcasts, where it feels like it's so decompressed that like we're not even getting to the point. You know, like it's like each issue takes two seconds to read versus yeah. reading you know like one chapter in each of these in each of these books for Miracle Man. It was dense. I yeah. forgot like how much like there's a lot of exposition. You're right. The first issue is so jam packed. Yeah. It's, it's a insane. lot. It's a lot yeah. going on, and, and it, in, it, a it's just, in, in a good way. It's a reflection of, of how the stuff was written. And originally, the first few chapters of Miracle Man, uh, or maybe Marvel Man, would, they were published in a magazine in the UK called Warrior. And mm. so it was almost like you know when Charles Dickens, when he was publishing his novels before they were novels, they were serialized in in literary magazines. Uh, uh, so people could read them. So people felt like there's a lot happening, and they're getting their money's worth in each in each chapter. So. But I also think part of it is one Alan Moore style and trying to figure it out. So he's he does a lot of exposition. Correct. He writes generally. Correct. But I also think that rather than just being something of its time, it's trying to build a mythology, and it takes a lot of work. I think the whole thing is. You know, it's like HBO-ish in like how meta it is because it's about comic books and it is a comic book 
and it's trying to talk about how we develop stories about the people that we admire most and how those people never really meet up to our 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 view of them yeah like there's the the whole thing with the when he's fighting Bates and he takes the car yes and they're describing he says my late later my apologist would say yeah. that there were no people in the car that I threw at Bates but we know that's not true yeah the things that you have to do to be great in someone's eyes you don't see all of the horrors that exist around them right like I like that they kept the, the, the like 40,000 people died in London on Bates murder spree they just left it as it was it just became a grave a memorial that wasn't uh, you know overly beautiful it, it, they didn't have any design to it it was the incident itself because to create a mythology that survives a lot of people end up having to get hurt right that's and, true I, um I and he he did create a mythology I mean he it's definitely lasting and it's definitely good honestly um there's just flaws with it I think. yeah I, yeah i was gonna say i don't disagree with any of the concepts or the attempts yeah, yeah. at explaining and it was well things. executed even the art i think is really I, good i just don't think the vehicle was super strong for the concepts that were being discussed and then more importantly i do i think it's just become it's more antiquated like it's not it hasn't aged as well as a lot of other of uh alan moore's works or just like better works in the past in general yeah what was something you liked about it then? Yeah, um, I said, well, yeah, you can't. I said there was there were specific key sequences that I thought were really well done, and I think a lot of them had to do with the intensity elements. So like the whole chasing down of Cream and Non Miracle. <laughs> what a great name! I know. Cream. Well, that was yeah. Cream. So Cream with oh. the sapphire so, teeth. So, right, so <laughs> Cream, Cream talking to the guy at the hospital and killing him was an excellent back at like lots of really smart. Pacing and also intelligent dialogue. And that was that, such a oh that scene that, is so that killed oh. me for this is that some of the dialogue got. It's a, I think we Clark and I were talking about it. It's like it's a little bit masturbatory. So like when you write all of this stuff and it's all narration, it's all like a lot. I, I wish I had a list of the and I'll probably flip through these and try to find a few. The similes and the metaphors are just like not good. A lot of them like took me out of the the storyline and a lot of out of the element. Whereas I think if it was a little bit simpler, instead of like overdosing on trying to sound intelligent, it would come across much better. He's very self indulgent writer just in general. Yeah. So that's I mean, I mean, but most I, good I writers do, are. Yeah, there is a part of it which is just like, and okay, you identify is, with that because it, you're very self indulgent. But I go back well, to it's a personal attack. I think about Watchmen and I think about even some of the writing in there. Like what what worked is that like Rorschach like would speak and think like that. Whereas like I couldn't necessarily get into a ton of the the. I just never really got into the brain. I guess of Miracle. Did like, you guys like the dialogue? Um, some of it. I thought some of it was. I, I, thought, I think the so I was describing it as like the books are very they speed 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 and then close into like a an, an small scene of dialogue and then speed, speed 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 small scene of dialogue. The small scenes of dialogue are actually pretty good, especially when they get on a roll. I think him meeting his daughter when she started talking. She's amazing. Yeah, I thought that was really yeah, cool. Which was awesome. yeah. I thought the um, the back and forth of I think I do think that uh, what's it Bates? What's the first name? Johnny. Johnny, Johnny Bates. Johnny I do Bates. think his story like. I think there was just a lot of, like, wasted space almost, because some of the stuff seems to, like, some of the most important things, I feel like, they don't necessarily gloss over, but they just, like, get, they, they don't really cut to, the, it's a lot of, it's just exposition, it's just so much exposition, and I think it's difficult not having more than just his perspective. Um, okay, so Brent is in love with this, Kaylin likes it a lot, I enjoyed it, 
Uh, Adam wants it dead. <laughs> what do you think, Clark? I, mine was I didn't give a shit. I didn't care. And this is my reasoning. When something is, yeah, okay. When something is, <laughs> when something <laughs> is being deconstructed, I have to first give a shit about the thing it's deconstructing. Mm -hmm. If I actually wanted to like this, I would have to read all those old issues. Like, yeah. one, what yeah. did I bring up? Well, first, Scooby-Doo is one of my favorite things ever created. Oh. And there was a series, uh, 2014, called Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, mm -hmm. which totally deconstructed the hell out of it. Made it crazy as shit. And that's why I loved it so much. And the same thing with Afterlife with Archie, mm -hmm. which is, you know, zombies come over and destroy yeah. the old Archie community. I like Archie, so I like the fact that they can deconstruct it in that way, and I can understand the elements between. Literally getting four pages of the old version of Marvel Man doesn't make me care enough to see how it's deconstructed from that point. But it's not, it's not deconstructing the older Miracle Man. It's deconstructing comics as it's they true, were yeah. generally. Yeah. So like that that is more to me just a way of like here is the the view that Miracle Man had from his warped vision because Gargunza the way that he kept him controlled was by just playing off these bizarre uh, fights with fake supervillains uh, and there was something about that that seemed to unnerve Miracle Man that he didn't quite get, and yet he still bought into it anyway. So then to your uh, point, Clark, um, what do you think of Watchmen? Because it, that is deconstruction, but it's with characters who've never, even though they are, they are uh, analogous to um, Charlton, Charlton Comics characters, uh, which DC ended up buying, they're completely new characters when Alan Moore started doing Watchmen. Um, I had to, I read it, thought it was fine and then I had to Wikipedia dump like hell in order to learn about the original Take characters the to then see and then have to read it again so in order for me to like this series we're reading right but, now but, I will wait, have to go find but, out the old well issues. I think where Watchmen worked for me a lot better than this is the fact that the characters ex the plot the whole entire like plot line in of itself was much more truncated like it was a murder mystery and they had a lot more dialogue a lot more interaction amongst the characters mm -hmm. whereas like this especially in book one a lot of it's just like, this is happening, now this is happening. I think it's because a lot of the serialization element, which is what you talked about before, but I just, I feel like a lot of stuff just doesn't land. There's no, I, there's literally like, and I, so again, this is like, I think it's just a, not a disagreement, but just a, a how we perceive things. Well, so like, yeah, a curve, uh, no, a Hey, you too. Um, it's, a it's just the idea, yeah. it's like, obviously, you like more conceptual... <laughs> You like more conceptual thought and theory books, I think. I like a lot more emotional. Like, I had no emotional connection to like no, any of these characters. You didn't. Uh, you didn't feel anything for Liz. I felt something oh, I for hated Liz. Her. No, I really well, like you... Winter. I love Winter. Winter was good. Liz, the, Liz I, the I, wife. Yeah. Liz is the wife. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we I just, like Liz. We just I like call Liz. her Liz. I like Liz though. a lot yeah. because yeah. she like completely. We're on accept... a first name basis. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I love Liz because she accepted the strangeness pretty yeah. readily and then realized. She was in over her head. Yeah. She was like a mortal among gods, literally. And like she couldn't be part of it. And like I felt for her. Yeah. I really did. I think it's because the right like the time at which they were establishing their relationship, the writing felt poor to me. Like their interactions felt very they just weren't interesting. And I think this is my having read this book more recently. But to be fair, that's how British people really talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's true. Well, that's so that's, just one of the big problems is like I just read this book, like clean slate this year as ago. opposed to yeah, yeah. <laughs> through that book. Um, I did literally open this up and I was like there was a whole chapter on Ozzy Jorn um, but the whole thing was like 
Uh, what was I going to say? So I read this book now in 2017. Obviously, if I went back in time and probably read it at the time that it came out or more similar to that, I wouldn't have been exposed to a lot of media that you describe, which I agree is it's a huge success that this is kind of the Kickstarter for that. Same like Watchmen rebooted a bunch of comic series, like made people think about Broken Heroes more anyway. But that doesn't give it a free pass to like that you, I think that you can keep, because like there are certain things that do age like perfectly fine no matter what. I think Watchmen is one of those. Um, and that's where I just like that storyline of like the wife being like, oh, this isn't enough. It just wasn't, it didn't necessarily gel with me. Um, well, the, so like I loved Liz because she understands that now that he's this super person, he cannot react to the same way a human being would. The whole story for me is like about, you know, Nietzsche's idea of an Ubermensch. You know, God is dead because we cannot look to some sort of moral superiority to guide our actions. If you are yourself a god, you don't have to listen to anyone. Right. And so Johnny Bates loses his mind and just decides, I don't have to follow anyone's rules. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Mike Moran, who's also Miracle Man, he still wants to have some principle of good. And yet... The more he gains his power, the more distance he grows from Liz, who understands that because my life is finite, because I'm a human being, there are limitations on what I can and should do, which is why when he, he offers to her, hey, I can make you a super person as well, she doesn't want to have any of it. She doesn't want to be a part of this forever life. Well, of, the thing, the contrast between Mike, Mike Moran and Johnny Bates is Mike Moran was human and forgot that he was a miracle man. Yeah. Johnny Bates never forgot and completely subsumed his human alter ego and was uh, Kid Miracle Man the entire time, under acting acting like he was Johnny Bates. And so his humanity, whatever existed, was stripped away a long time ago. And you see it happening, you know, to your point, Brent, uh, with, with with Mike Moran with Miracle Man, that uh, it it he is trying to hold on to the vestiges of his humanity. But it's slowly and slowly being stripped away, and it's not for any malicious reason. It's simply because he is a god, and he sees the rest of us as insects. And there's even a a comment that uh, um, the uh, the British guy makes to Evelyn Cream, saying, "You know, like, why have you what a fucking name? I love Mrs. Sorry, is he a porn star? <laughs> well, sure. Um, he's buff as hell, so why not? Uh, he makes a comment. Uh, Sir Arthur, I think, was his name." Uh, uh, it says, like, look, you fool, you think you're allying with him, he thinks of you as his pet. Yeah, like, yeah. that, you know, yeah. that's, like, that is such a prophetic and uh, prescient comment that he made, you know, as you get, if, if you read past the first three books, uh, past Olympus. relationships uh, uh, to think of them as pets? <laughs> uh, 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 weird. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, happy Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, once you get past the Olympus storyline going into the Golden Age and then past that, you know, some of the issues that were published under the Silver, Silver Age were, were never finished. Mm -hmm. And if it would be finished, if Neil Gaiman ever gets around to doing it, there, the arc after the Silver Age is the Dark Age. Mm. And you can, one can assume that that means that, you know, there's a corruption happening in the utopia that Miracle Man ultimately sets up, whether well, it's by design or it's by... Or it's by the very nature of who he is. So I have a bunch of thoughts on some of the points that you made, but we've also been spending a lot of time mansplaining this. So Nikki, what yeah. do you so think? So it's one about of those things where Nikki, did you like I, it? 
I have very little to say about the books that we were supposed to read because I accidentally read The Golden Age, which I happens I fucked up. Let's just say it. Brent I told you The Golden Age. Brent is the worst. It's a confusing series because it's book one confusing. through three is not The Golden Age, which I thought it was, but The Golden Age comes right after, and I recommended everyone read the wrong thing. So then The Bronze so, Age is the original comic? No, 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 they're completely separate. There's no Bronze Age. Okay. It's, yeah. just, it's just Olympus. Silver one Age and Golden Age. Yeah. It's, it's for, Golden Age, Silver Age, Dark Age, are the. it's the beginning of the Neil Gaiman run. So these three were before all of that that had just happened. So you read the So I read, read basically book four, okay. which is the first of Neil Gaiman's run. I'm going to make an infographic that explains all this. We can oh, yeah, look, yeah. look for it on our Tumblr. Yeah, it's going to be on BuzzFeed. Everyone watch out it was so. It was just really confusing because having read that with absolutely no background, it's, it's after everything happened. You don't even really see Miracle Man at all. You hear about mm-hmm. him in one of the vignettes because really? the way that it's structured is very similar to Sandman, where it's like every issue is just kind of a different it's place, very world a different building. thing. Uh, it's very world yeah, building. and and so uh, not knowing anything that was happening beforehand, I had no idea what the fuck was going on and didn't really <laughs> like it. There were a couple bits here and there um, that were really cool, like the Garganza and Andy Warhol kind of short stories. So, so they try and create, the, like the super team basically looks at themselves as being like Greek gods, yeah. and each person has a specific role. Um, there's like an alien race called the Keys, uh, who uh, they have like the ability to you know, put people in these other bodies like Miracle Man was in. And they have Hades, where people who are dead, they try and recreate them in this world and allow them to exist. So Andy Warhol is someone who they bring back from the dead, and he loves the idea so much that he's like, make 18 versions (laughs) of me. (laughs) They keep trying to recreate Gargunza uh, because he's such a brilliant mind, and to have that in the world would be amazing, but they can't figure out how to make him not evil. Right. So they're like, the, the... Neil Gaiman section is, you know, the the first three books are about showing you this this the creation of this Olympus, you know, a new better world. And Neil Gaiman's is like a personal level, ignoring the gods. You How know what, do you live in this world? You know what Neil Gaiman's uh, certainly actually remind me of because because I'm in the middle of watching it right now, The Leftovers, where you have this like mm. this cataclysmic thing happen that changed the world and. Leftovers is really kind of a smaller story, at least as far as where I am, I'm at right now, uh, that uh, talks about how everyday people are dealing with something that like was that life changing, that life altering, and how they move past that. So that's what Golden Age really made me feel like that was about. It's like the world, right? But you changed. also you also had the background of the first three, not knowing anything about the first three, and yeah, having I don't know, gone I don't through know like just you, two. I'm sure, they, I'm sure you'd been like, "What the fuck?" Is I this? basically wasn't. I was trying to talk to Brent about a lot of this, and it's like, "Well, like this part," and he's like, "You mean which is the main part?" I'm like, "No, there's another like." They take Miracle Man's sperm and try to ins- artificially so inseminate a bunch of other women. Gave the wrong and it was like the one time that I was like really on top of my shit and bought it early. So I was like, yeah, I want to read. I'm going to be ahead of it. So which is why I've clearly only read two issues of the 16. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do want to read it. I think it's intriguing enough to get into it. I did not realize there was that much rape. But I guess that's apparently it's a, a lot of rape. It's a lot of rape. It's a well, lot of there rape. was also the other part that I was. There's two sequences that happen. One is where he kisses Gargunza before he throws him to Earth, and then there's another one when he's fighting with um, Kid Miracle Man. Miracle Man. That there's like a really big thing about sexual tension between them. Yeah. So I'm just like, I 
did. I mean, I I got what they were. I didn't really get what they were going for. <laughs> I guess is the point. Of I mean, I think that Alan Moore has this thing where like violence and sexuality are like commingled a lot. Yeah. Uh, the the kiss to me of Garganza because Miracle like a Man. Kiss of death. Right? Garganza is like his. Or was he dad? just kidding? He was giving Daddy a kiss on Father's Day. And threw him yeah, he was giving Daddy a little kiss. <laughs> no, it's like Michael Corleone with uh, with uh, with the Fredo going. You you know you broke my heart. That's how. Yeah, that's and how I saw it. Like, <laughs> how do you take that as? <laughs> They Such also re-show it, which I like, because like later on she's like, "What happened to him?" And I'm pretty sure they like cut back to him like, so, like kissing. I kissed, <laughs> I kissed him. What? Yeah. What's the problem? Can we uh, all stop making a big deal about this? I just kissed him. Don't yeah. worry. And then, and then he him. threw yeah. him into the atmosphere. And then I killed him dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I was gonna say, and again, this is just I I like you know where it's like where you could. It, we could read a Weapon X issue and be like, this is just a bad issue. Like, the story's not interesting, the characters are the concept. There's no, there's no even concept. Like, this has a ton of great concepts. Yeah. I think it's almost like, and this is why, again, it, it's almost imprinting, right? So it's like all of these, I think you described, I forgot the things that some of the stuff you're describing just a, like a few minutes earlier. Mm-hmm. All of those things are done for me better in other venues now because I care about the characters a lot more. So if someone breaks bad or if someone, um, loses their humanity there's all this stuff that like it's because there's actual history around seeing that and you can they're archetypes now but these created that's what it was these created the archetypes which is great right but now i'm like i need more than just the archetype like i i I completely i get it it's you know it's hard to uh critique or judge a piece of work that's 30 40 years old now um even though it was you know because you're using a modern lens but you have that modern lens because this Correct. exists. Well, it's one of those you know? things where I can respect it, but I don't have to be like, I don't think I would tell... Like I respect it, but I don't like it. No, no, no. It's, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's, I, li- I told you, I was like, it's literally like when you're like back in like English class and they tell you you have to read all these different books. Ivan it's like, or some shit. Yeah, and it's yeah. like you don't like the book itself, but you understand why it's important. So like, I don't... Per- I would never recommend this book to anyone unless, they, unless I actually Ouch. wanted them... Because if I was teaching a history of comics, I would. It's, no, it's yeah, true yeah, though. Yeah, like yeah, this is bad. a perfect book about like Adam Kasari is going to be providing them, like the quote in the back of the next. Yeah. edition. like this is it's. <laughs> I will never recommend this to anyone. <laughs> well, except it's, dot, it's dot, quintessential. Dot. Like it's quintessential stuff for people that are fans, people that are really interested. But I couldn't think of like it'd be really hard for me to recommend this to somebody that was like wasn't that invested in the medium, I guess. I think that if you are the kind of person who likes, you know, introspective reflections on what it means to be a human, you would like this book. I I think it's great. I, I, you know, I have a hard time recommending this to a lot of people. Like, they have to have a very similar, um, you know, similar uh, aesthetics or taste uh, as as I do. A lot of a lot of you guys were and they gotta be boring. How would we describe the person that is boring? Yeah, yeah. basically <laughs> boring, Captain Boring. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like for for people who want to try graphic novels but don't like superheroes, you know, giving them a book called Miracle Man, which is kind of a cheesy title, That's stupid. And on the cover, you see like this, like you know, primary color red, white, and blue sort of Superman-looking thing, and it starts with a, a reprint from a 1950s comic. Yeah. It's like it's hard to penetrate that. I wanted then, so much more of the reprint. Yeah. Uh, well, you can get it. Marvel has a lot of those old reprints. So I love, can... though, that so each of these like heroes that are created you know, in this inner space where they flip back and forth between bodies, they all have to ha- say something in order to access it. So for Miracle Man, it's Kimoda. But for like Kid Miracle Man, it's Miracle Man. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's actually that's really funny. Really I never really that. that's, that's, a play, that's a play of DC's Captain well, Marvel. Well, so oh, Captain Marvel Shazam. would have to say Shazam. Shazam. And, and then Captain Marvel yeah. Jr. would have to say Captain Marvel. It is an absolute riff off of yeah. that. So that is... So if you don't care, like to Clark's point about like, well, I don't care about the thing that they're deconstructing. Like people who yeah. were reading it knew that it was a riff off of this, you know, Correct. just like very wholesome uh, comic book character for kids, ostensibly. What would your uh, screen thing that you would have to say to turn into your superhero yeah. be? What's it? Um, shut up! Shut That's up. right. Yeah. But you would just flip back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> you look the same, but yeah. you're somewhat glittery. Yeah. 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 Uh, my, really mine would be like, oopsie. Or something. <laughs> you normal. No, yours, would be, yours would be your primal scream. Ah! ah! Sorry. Yeah. But the thing is that when you do that transformation, like a blast oh, of yeah, that white hot blinded. light, it blinds people, it burns so them. So every time you scream, ah! People are dying. That's why you can't. Well, that. that was so. That was actually. I, so I want to focus in on Evelyn Cream because I think he was actually one of the coolest like mini arcs of the series. And yeah, I did I like, like that, that was such a girl. great play on like he held, he was holding the kid and he's like, "Don't transform because you'll fucking just destroy this like child." In front that was of a great and scene. And then he shot him. Twice. Like it was just like yeah. all well executed. I was like, "Oh, this makes a lot of sense." Like it's like a way to make him very. They figured out a lot of good ways to make him vulnerable, which yes. I really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Without I making it feel like stupid about how they were making that happen. Right. It's the flash, but also sometimes they just like glitter a little bit. Oh, what do they call like, it? All the, the gold. Flash? Like it's they're just like shiny a lot. So they're gay men, basically. They're fucking gay men. That's what yeah. they're kissing up in the sky. I think yeah. my that's friends... what I take my boyfriends up into the sky, I kiss them, and yeah. I throw them yeah. down. <laughs> that explains so Why much. Why did I get second dates? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I had a great time. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like, so I'll call you. <laughs> <laughs> like, and so, like, I love this coffee. Do you want to just um, maybe, like, go to outer space yeah. for the next day? Yeah. <laughs> uh, my phrase would be raisin bran. I never say that. Yeah. <laughs> raisin <laughs> bran. <laughs> what would yours be, Nikki? Kayawaya. Ooh. Oh, it, it's um, Bolivian witch doctors, oh. and I think it's in Quechua. So I just think it's a weird thing that no one else is really going to oh, say. I love it. Don't worry. I, love it. No I, I, I can honestly yeah. say I've never said yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Clark, <laughs> yours would be I like that. That's I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I was trying to think of words I don't use much, like Chechnya. Chechnya. <laughs> <laughs> Chechnya. <laughs> <laughs> I was I did this wrong. I was thinking words I would like to say, and I said pizza and tacos in my head. <laughs> oh no! The whole <laughs> world is going to Oh no! Pizza tacos. All right. So the question we always ask is, do you think this could be made into a movie? I don't think it does. No, oh, no, not at all. No, TV really show. Like a miniseries. I'm going to say yes. I think so. I think if they got super campy in the beginning with, like, look at these old superhero tropes um, and then, like, put a, It'd be a really dark big, yeah. spin on it, I think it could be, actually. It would have to be multiple movies, at least for these first no, three Well, they're condensed as long, a lot as, long as they do an R rating. Zack so Snyder's like, get. hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God, he's so... Jackson's like, oh, I'll make it eight movies. So yeah. You watch out. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> calling into The Leftovers, The Leftovers, every single season, obviously because the first... The I'm book, only halfway through season two. Well, it's two, fine. So. Every single... I just There's no, like, spoilers. It's just that every single season is completely different than the last. Yeah. So it's like a completely kind of new 
UI, so I could see each of these books being like a season, I guess, if you will. Yeah. Um, but again, I also think that there's is a lot of heavy duty writing in here mm -hmm. that if they turned it into more of a active like movie, you'd you'd probably or a TV show or whatever you want to call it, you'd probably cut out like you wouldn't cut out a lot of stuff, but I bet you could burn through a lot more content more quickly. You know, I don't know if this could necessarily be made into a movie, but you know, they tried doing Watchmen in 2009. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Zack Snyder. And it, that movie, not I didn't like the adaptation at all. I, I don't want to see it again. It's it made me book. not. It made me not want to read the book for a while. But that that deconstruction again, it came out too early. It was you know if it had come out after this like oh the movie yeah that's all, a really good all, point like the like Mar Marvel Cinematic Universe movies the DC ones now really if it had come point. now of a, a movie that's trying to deconstruct it the movie yeah. it would be it, it would Maybe be interesting. It could be received like Logan. It could be received like potentially like yeah. Logan. Uh, you know well, they tried that. They tried that. What was the movie with Will Smith uh, where he was playing Wild, the Wild West? Oh. No, no. <laughs> I am Hancock. Hitch. Hancock. Hitch. Hancock. Hancock. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hancock. Hancock was an attempt to deconstruct like the sort of a superhero who is not you know uh, traditionally good or traditionally uh, heroic, almost like an antihero, and it came out a little too early. Yeah. I think if it had come out you know after this glut of superhero movies, because no one, only people that read comics would really understand what was going yeah, on there. In, yeah, the inversion of the tropes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, that's very that's a that's a really cool point. Uh, so uh, I don't know if anyone has any last points they want to make about Miracle Man. Anything? Nothing. Okay. Um, oh, Liz, I love you. Liz. No, I just really liked. I already mentioned it, but I really liked Winter. Oh yeah, and I Winter really like the. She is a callous bitch. I know that's why I like this so much. I yeah. love the fact she was talking about the planet that they end up going to and she, who they like try sexuality and she was, and her father was like, "Wait, you're only four years old, and you're trying out these sexual aspects." So <laughs> it's so all about that little. That so little. in the Golden Age, there's actually one issue that's all about Winter's story, uh -huh. and it's like basically a children's book that these kids like have as like their bedtime story, like Peter Rabbit, and it's all about Winter. How she explores these different worlds, and I think it actually talks about how she explored sexuality with some oh, people. Now I want to read that. Tiny it's like so. I, I I'm really excited to kind of read Girl Miracle Man. Man and then read Golden Age and understand all the background. I, I actually want to reread Golden Age because it's been a long time since I've read it. Now I want to read that. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to I, read. I, a, I think I'd enjoy Golden Age a lot more. I, Golden Age was it was really cool. It was like these little vignettes of like real people living in this new in this That's new paradise. Right, yeah. it, it's it's cool. And plus Neil Gaiman, oh. I like Neil Gaiman a lot. So a couple things we didn't really talk about was the art, art in the yeah, book. That's what I was um, say so too. the art, um, interestingly enough, like tying it back to Homo Superior, since we mostly talk about X Men books, yeah. has a couple of uh, artists uh, or creators that are really tied to the X Men books. One is Alan Davis, a very young Alan Davis drew several of the chapters, I think, in either book one or book two, and uh, he drew uh, some issues of X Men in the eighties. And he and yes, he Excalibur, was responsible yeah. for Excalibur, the spinoff. With uh, Kitty Nightcrawler, uh, Rachel. Uh, Rachel. With prestige. You, do you mean prestige? No, yeah. I don't mean prestige. Thank Never God do I mean prestige. <laughs> uh, Captain Britain and Megan, um, and so he's one. Of, he's one of my favorite artists. I, I I absolutely love the way he draws people. I love like his action scenes. I think he does a great job. The other artist uh, is a guy named Chuck Austin, who ended up becoming a writer for Marvel in the two thousands and took over probably one of the most maligned run of the Uncanny oh. X Men. And like I would say, like. From 2003 it to 2007, it was terrible. Oh my god! Oh, oh, oh. Milligan was still better than was well, better than Austin. Austin. I mean, 
Yeah. Tomato, who gives a fuck? Yeah, like it's. Milton Lee's had some interesting that. ideas that had some poor execution. Chuck Austin had Golgotha. terrible ideas. What was that? Oh, that was Golgotha. terrible. That was oh, a bad. Was that, that was Milligan, wasn't it? Yeah, that was yeah. Milligan. Yeah, was that was yeah. Milligan, but they were both just terrible. No, the, they the Draco was the storyline. Oh, finally. Funny, yeah. Deep dive into it. So, and oh. Chuck Austin was the weakest art. It's the one that was the stiffest, uh, even though it was one of the storylines that we really liked, that you really liked, Adam. Uh, the one with Evelyn Cream and with uh, yeah. with the Miracle Dog, <laughs> where you see his You're head being queen. cut off. Yeah, uh, like that is Chuck Austin's. It like even with the modern coloring that went into these editions, it just looked really off. The art I love the most was the last book uh, in Olympus, John Totalbin, yeah. who uh, drew uh, Swamp Thing with with Alan Moore, ah. and he's got a very like impressionistic style that I I, I simply adore. Like it like looks like you were looking at watercolors. Uh, more than your there's a very at. large landscape kind of feel to it exactly everything is big and extravagant and there's a lot going on in any kind of section of it yes you could zoom in and there's still tons of stuff it's just packed with images yes yes and I think that's one of the other problems for me with the whole series is that I love the art but I hate the disjointed nature of the art to the point where I don't care because that makes sense. It's new art, new art, new art each time. That really never registered for me. Like, is it bothersome uh, oh, to see those? Oh, it's 100% bothersome Oh, yeah, that didn't me. occur to I, me. I didn't me, realize that it was always It made me nearly unable to forth. read it. It's not so bad that I it, it pulled me out of the book either time I read it, but uh, it is very noticeable. It, like, it, the mood changes from, like, artist to artist. That's right. And I think, but, but like, that's why by the time you get to Olympus, the last book, it's one artist doing it, and it's a much more consistent visual. Yeah, it's fine element. by that point, but it, there were there's issues I literally did not want to read because of the art. Yeah. Oh. And oh. and it was yeah because of the art and because the art was so different that I'm like okay which character is this based on what this picture was versus that picture. Yeah. I will say a thing that was a little bit jarring and weird is all the dance sequences where Miracle Man is like he's reflecting on his life. And the, all the stuff that led up to the creation of Olympus, mm-hmm. and it's on each. Oh, the on, gay montage! It's yeah. like a gay montage. Where he's, like, <laughs> he's like shirtless, and there's some cool like drawing effects where it looks like it's uh, lit really weirdly. It's very footloose. Yeah, it's yeah. so he. There's like a 50 minute footloose scene. <laughs> <laughs> they the cut, they'd have boy. to cut that out in the movie. Yeah, I think. They, yeah. I don't think they'd really need that. Or they put I him disagree. Lower, I, think this this I think that'll be a high. Put him in the yeah. lower left hand corner. for footloose and. Yeah. I just thought it was a little yeah. Bit God, odd. this book has done everything for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the greatest work. Footloose wouldn't exist without this. That's book. how they can advertise yeah. it. Before Footloose, there was Miracle oh Man. Uh, I think the other else? thing. Well, at the very beginning, you were talking about what this brought out, like the Authority and Ultimates, and I realized part of the reason I didn't like this is because I didn't like any of the things you listed. Huh. Oh, interesting. I like, like I just, I like the Authority it, it, a lot. Like the the only thing I too. liked of all the things you listed was Watchmen. I just, it's not my kind of series. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate Adam for not liking it, and I don't I respect like him. As a I hate Adam. Adam. Clay hey, and I are allies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys, we... I think we all hate Adam. 
Yeah. <laughs> so when we were punching uh, out, um, yeah. to momentarily bring to what I'm going to talk about later, there we, I went to this Captain America and modern bio, biotechnology thing. But there's one note that I read. Say it offhand like that. Oh, yeah. Explain <laughs> it just a little bit. I'm going to talk about s- it a little bit in a second. What, what, um, I'm what, amazed that you said all that in one You're making breath. me nervous, Ryan. <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry. No, there was one note that I wrote, and I just went back to organize them. That was just, one guy here is the Adam. And I don't know if that means he's an obnoxious human being. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I don't know who, That's good. who I was talking about either. But you know, it'd be funny it? to me if it was actually Adam. He was actually just there. <laughs> I mean, like, Adam would look fit with a trench coat. And a hat. And, and a like, hat. Yeah. I'm Vincent Adult Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. There was one guy next to me who wouldn't shut the fuck up. And he talked about nanotechnology. He'd bring it back each fucking time. Like, no one's talking about it anymore. He'd bring it back up uh, again. So that was the Brent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when you got a good point, you just say it again and again until people like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's the Michael Bay approach to conversation. <laughs> and also how you do comedy as well. Yeah. You like that, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Explosion. So, so yes. what was your takeaway from this weird oh, yeah. thing? Well, you just what exactly was it? So, yeah. yeah, on Friday, I went to Smithsonian Associates, which is Smithsonian Institute's like pay the things you have to pay for and it was called uh, called Captain America and Modern Biotechnology it was in conjunction with what we just went to AwesomeCon and it just talked about what was possible like what things in Captain America's creation could happen um, does anyone have any ideas what actually could work? There could be a super soldier serum. Um, the, the shield. That's the entire fucking thing. I, I think. What in, aspects in, of it? Okay, okay. <laughs> dude, healing, healing powers. Healing power. Increased uh, muscle mass could that's definitely That's a hundred. Happen. Yes, yeah. yeah. That's, Inability I, to get drunk. That's, yeah, actually. I metabolism. Could, oh, that's the saddest. Well, yeah. what they were talking about, increased metabolism is a fantasy. That could not happen the way that they say it would. Uh, it it, supposedly his me- metabolism is times four. Uh-huh. Um, and suppose and Captain America is incapable of getting drunk. He can get drunk, but he needs to have one bottle of whiskey per hour. Same. To get <laughs> he needs At to this point, are we anymore. any different than yeah. Captain America? But yeah, in terms of the entire situation, most of it, none of it could have happened back then. We didn't even know what DNA was until 1943. Really? And in 1940, this happened in March 1941. So uh-huh. obviously, we don't even know what the fuck anything is at that point. Penicillin, time for a retcon. Penicillin yeah. had just been used <laughs> time for travel, the first yeah. time to cure somebody in 1941. So we're just at that level. We're not at any sort of functionality. So what else could actually happen? Yeah, um, let's see. Big muscles. You, you could not grow taller. There's no way you could grow taller. By the time uh-huh. you're 25, um, you are not able to grow taller. You can break your knees and then put metal. Yeah, yeah so that's you... when they started talking about nanotechnology and that guy wouldn't shut the fuck up. He's interrupting. <laughs> He's like, but what about nanotechnology Every 45 seconds. Oh, I wanted to, the Adam. I wanted to kill him. <laughs> but did anyone that know is, that nanotechnology? That was me. <laughs> I was at the... But there, there's different techniques to make the muscles bigger. They're including gene therapy, which... Stay Currently, right. you can cure hemophilia through this gene therapy, hmm. and then you can close whatever gene of interest you want to in order to bring it to other people. There was something I wrote down. I don't know what it was anymore, but AAVs are something that's really big that involved gene therapy, but I type wrote it as adeno ass virus. So I'm not sure what the, the rest <laughs> I, of the I ass part is. I think one of us is. What if it actually is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, they make like giant Didn't monster you get cows. For that? Yeah. A couple days ago. Kalen, how's your ass virus? Yeah, <laughs> <no>. Negative. <laughs> 
just like me. So they they include those AAVs plus something which actually will tie us back into um, our mutants. Uh, something called CRISPR, which is clustered regularly, regular, regularly. God damn. Yeah. Interspaced short <laughs> palindromic there. repeats. <laughs> but basically, you get your embryo, you take some, um, ge- not genes, um, you splice some information out of them, put them mm-hmm. in a plate, and then you add all the stuff for gene therapy into them, and then you put them back in the embryo, mm-hmm. and that works, and that's how X twenty three could exist. Uh-oh. So Wolverines, Wolverine, yeah, Wolverines. CRISPR is like a big thing now in uh, biomedical engineering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, also, the idea line. the idea of taking our genes and stripping out a piece of information that doesn't work mm-hmm. and then either replacing it with something else or replacing it with something that does nothing yeah. uh, is a way that we might start trying sorting out, you know, the expression of, you know, cancer cells or uh, mm-hmm. other disorders that we can recognize based off their gene pattern mm-hmm. uh, but it's like a very new area people are still trying to figure out how to map these things together yeah that's why Captain America can't be made yet yeah. <laughs> but, but we're um, waiting watch out world maybe, with, yeah, maybe with, he already is guys with, <laughs> yeah. with CRISPR um, too much. <laughs> only 10 to, 10 to 15% of his cells would have been um, affected so he can't actually get all over effect of these. Same with Wolverine. She can't yet get to uh, that point. Interesting. Only parts of you are mutant, basically. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah. And then the other thing they add, they add to those two things, I'm plus cell-penetrating <laughs> peptides, which connect all these things and bring them through the cell walls. Mm. And that's how the whole blood effect would work. If you put one injection in, it it's transferred through the blood. Yeah. But... Most other things wouldn't work. So basically, oh god, where's okay? The list of all the diseases he had in the movie version, like they have like the thirty things he has. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's not going to help his respiratory issues, his cardio oh, no. issues, his scarlet fever. Now nah, you're really muscular, but you still have scarlet fever. Because those aren't as genetic based. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're different genetic based than what would be fixed. Gen. And what was the final Gen- thing? Oh yeah, the final thing they talked about was was. Blue X Men. Oh, this Ooh. is it. Yes. Yeah, well, I think that's just mystique. This was the uh, oh Night Jesus, crawler. get the fuck out of here. Uh, what you <laughs> racist? Nightcrawler, Archangel, oh, Archangel, Beast, Beast. Yeah, Mystique. Who's but if you shaved off all of Beast's hair, would he still be blue? Yeah, yes, no. Because like hair on his eyes, where it's not his hair, he's so blue. He's blue under there. But that comes; those come from that cell penetrating peptides. They, Ooh, the I like the amino acids that. pulling these <laughs> mutations over. Like there's chameleon mutations, which are also just general color changing. You can pull out of an actual chameleon, and with the penetrating peptides plus melanin and plus these alterations, you can get, get blue. blue skin. You can actually get blue skin right now. Yeah, guys, do you want? Yeah, to let's go skin? do like that color or mystique. Well, and the final thing was blood transfusions could totally work to make She-Hulk. As long as we can make a Hulk, sh- making a She-Hulk would be so easy. Gotta get to that side of our plan. No big deal. Yeah, you gotta start somewhere. But, Sometimes but it's true. I assume you have a He-Hulk. But you couldn't have any of their kids because their kids wouldn't carry those traits. Any of these mutation traits would not be carried over. But you could just transfer genetic. your blood to them after you give yeah, birth to Yeah, exactly. Them. Guys, are you, you can gonna just give your blood to your babies. He-Hulk yeah, the He-Hulk. Yeah. Call him He-Hulk. That's well, that's fair. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Actually, the current Marvel series, uh, it's Hulk is all by Jennifer Walters. Because the amazing yeah. Hulk. Yeah, Hulk. Yeah, the only amazing, totally awesome Hulk is uh, uh, Amadeus Cho. Yes. Bruce Banner is dead. Oh, she's such a good character. You're complaining about how... 
de- decompressed series are. That was such a decompressed series. Hulk or totally awesome? Uh, no, Hulk. Hulk was, yeah. To an exhausting point I just where, finished yeah. the four that you gave me, and I was you like, just it literally to... just got to, like, an action yeah. sequence. That's annoying. That's really, really annoying. It was really, really bad. I laughed really hard, because I was like, this She-Hulk would make a great TV show series, but I was like, four issues is, le- is like, 15 minutes. Oh, God. So, was part, part of this... Uh, yeah. Did they say like you have to have the gene alterations, like at your before you're born, or can we like can I like do it now? No, you can do it now. This is all things that could be created not from who you are, Let's but from it. you can. Because I would like you. to be the He Hulk if that's on the table. No, you need a She Hulk first, <laughs> sweetie. No, sweetie, you'd be the She Hulk. Which came first, yeah. the She Hulk no. or the He Hulk? He was having trouble. Make me a She Hulk. I don't care. But I you want... need the He Hulk to make me. But who is? She-Hulk? <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> you need the He Hulk. It's a classic question. Which came first, the He Hulk or the She Hulk? Yeah. And the answer is. I love that I made that joke and you just all ignored and then brought it back around. Oh, yeah. we uh, did well, not. Well, sometimes you got to Sorry, sorry. Sometimes you guys ignored me. Listen, listen. Gender expression is a construct that we've all created yeah, yeah, yeah. for ourselves. Did you ever Let's just be joke? <laughs> Literally said, oh. it all depends on And you guys are like, ah, but also the chicken or the. Well, he-ho. if we laugh over it and then it's. <laughs> we all laugh over it. Which came first, the chicken or the hee ho? Oh, your I joke was like Miracle Man. Not that great, but we built on it. Oh! End scene. Which came first, Adam's joke or my joke? We only. Oh, you guys! I can't wait to go on a date with you and take you up into space. (laughs) (laughs) Brent, the answer to your question was: He says that some Hulk-related things can work. The whole anger issue can Hmm. trigger um, actual effects. There's a light situation. Yeah, they have this light sensory stuff right now that you can get a mouse to go from you know having fun and you shine a certain light on it and it'll just start spinning wildly Whoa. in like a full circle around whatever size <gasps> This sounds like object. a great interest. Was this like the only time they're doing this or is it like a touring thing or um, <laughs> yeah do they have an act working No I should say yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I mean I think it's like good to <laughs> Who's talk the I'm sure maybe they're going to yeah. I'm assuming they would launch this other places like I think people it sounds like a really cool I should have uh, said who actually did it was Eric Spana uh, from Duke University was the speaker Thank you, Eric Yeah. And all you I was just asking, like, because I mean, obviously, it's an interesting topic, and I'm sure people might want to get more information. about it. I know it. he comes and does a lot of different ones. They definitely did the science behind King Kong at one point, and oh. the science behind Harry Potter. I don't know exactly. Yeah. So it's basically, oh. MythBusters for, on that pop, one. Like, yeah, exactly. for cultural, like. Characters. I mean, I love Harry Potter. Thank but, you. But Shaman. Um, yeah. Shaman. I, I yeah. I wouldn't know how to get science out of the magic because magic can just be you it can do anything tell that to scarlet Witch. the thing i like about the hulk <laughs> uh, and this is a point neil degrasse tyson made was that if you're a guy who suddenly like becomes the hulk you are super not dense because the mass that your actual matter is just being stretched oh, yeah. you're not so you're like it. a marshmallow basically yes you yeah, can just push just, the hulk over yeah it's like oh yes which is actually like his number one uh vulnerability i'm actually the hulk of a marshmallow I, just a marshmallow that gets angry becomes me. Oh. I'm so glad you said it because we always say that when you're not around. So I'm glad that you Wait, have really? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you guys talk about me when I'm not around? That's no, all I care absolutely about. That's not. All I care yeah. About. yeah, this guy was saying that Captain America could exist in terms of the muscles. They're only going to be glamour muscles. They're not going huh. to be weak as shit. Well, here's the thing. That's what done. I want. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I, I want. want. Okay, where's, where's, the, where's the problem? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds but great. Also, and I don't have to do it like... Fight crime, I just look great, yeah. But also your cardio is going to be zero to the point where you can't function because you can't really move anywhere because you're too exhausted by the muscles you so just created upon yourself. So what would be the problem if you took him into space? 
That's my question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I wish I could do that. Just, I, fine, glamour muscles, make me a super person that, on the most superficial level. Turn me blue, I don't care. And then don't actually me have me move everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Please, just uh, look at me. That's, already, all you that, that's already My resting power. heart rate needs to be 34. Yeah. Just leave me alone. Thank you for taking that to the street and, like, fun. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to go to one of those now. They don't exist. They're not touring. We already <laughs> There's no mice Eric, in your watch. Shana, <laughs> Eric. Um, so, yeah. Well, uh, I guess that uh, wraps up this uh, bonus episode. Oh, wait, uh, no. She, we yeah, do a be, promo for this guy because he was so nice. Excuse me. I'm so going to go fuck myself. We so. were all at AwesomeCon uh, today in D.C., and we stopped by the... Do you remember what the... Oh, okay, oh, yeah. Oh, that's so, right. so there was oh, this yeah. really cool local artist. Oh, yeah. Um, while while Mazan um, art is his Instagram, I would say spell it out. W a l m a z a n. Perfect. So he ended up giving me a <laughs> surprise bag for free because I noticed on his Instagram that his first name was Wenceslao, which is a name that means nothing to any of you guys probably, but it's my grandfather's name. And, and your Miracle Man transformations. <laughs> No, that's Kaya Waya. It's close, though. Um, But I'd never heard it before. So we were going to just open this and see if there was anything super cute in here. Because a lot of his art was fun. Um, it's a paper bag. Oh my gosh, wait, it's three shirts. Wait, wait, wait. Wow. What is it? What is it? Three oh, it's three shirts. It's three shirts. Oh my Jesus Christ. Oh, that's a, it's a little kitty with like marshmallows. So it's, it's red before he transforms. <laughs> Um, it's a pin with two cute little stars. One of them looks sleepy. Oh, that, that store's so oh. sleepy, guys. Oh, let's see the t-shirts. It is oh, those a are guy it's, on a treadmill. It seems like a coffee. man on a I'll treadmill that, that just drinks He's coffee. He's trying to get his coffee. Oh, that's a that's very that's he can go around the gold. treadmill. Um, this one says holy, oh, holy guacamole. And it's w- It's avocados fighting like different ingredients that go into guac. Um, but oranges are a, is are a n- choice. No, that's a tomato. That's not an orange. They also have, uh, like, they tell you what oils and stuff. Hey, you've never had too. orange in your guacamole yeah. before? Or right, thanks, New York it's, Times. It's a set of avocados that are fighting in a Western oh. bar. Uh, they're dealing with their alcoholism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're yeah. in a bar. Yeah, yeah. But that is, like to be fair, that's how guacamole oh, is made. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we will yeah, post no, pictures of all these weird, yeah. weird really shirts. Cute. Yeah. Really um, cute. And uh, then, of course, we have I Can Have, which is just some it's just cats. cats. <laughs> it's, 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 a cats in a, it's a cat teacher Get wearing it, glasses. Uh, and it, it's and a bow tie, wearing a bow tie, yeah, a correct, tiny bow tie. I don't. He's telling me. I don't get uh, it, guys. What is it? Uh, well, the cats are. I know it's a kitten has. Yeah. But there's two like kittens raping each other right there. I'm not raping. This is not Miracle Man. There is not rape. Oh my gosh, it's terrible. This shirt was written by Alan Moore. Yeah. Well, thank you. What was it again? Good, awesome. Thank you, Wendy Slough. I don't know. While Mazan Studio. You're not a sponsor, but we made you. While Hey, if with three shirts. Follow local. him on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. we yeah, had well, to. It's Wamazon Art, however I spelled it earlier. Uh, um, underscore it's really cute. Art. So underscore Art. You can follow him on Homo Superior Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, Yay. nice plug. Yeah. Right. So, uh, while we are at AwesomeCon, we got to visit some really cool people at a table uh, called Geeks Out, where pride powers up. A Geeks Out is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to uh, making fan culture safer, 
more inclusive and more fun for geeks across the queer spectrum. And that's exactly what they said to us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on, I'm not done. We celebrate um, LGBTQ geeks of all colors, shapes, and sizes in our blog. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> oh, no. Jalen is dictating. And, <laughs> yes, and our blog contributes to the larger pop culture conversation by promoting queer creators, calling out haters in our media. Yeah, fuck the haters. Yeah. And fighting for diversity everywhere. Learn more about them at geeksout.org. You seem like a really cool organization, totally in line with what we're trying to do at Homo Superior, except for Adam and his hateful ways. Yeah, yeah. Awesome shirts. They had a they shirt had that said awesome strong female character. Yeah, and they're yeah. involved with FlameCon, which is the third anniversary, uh, August That's right. 19th, 20th. Um, in Brooklyn, there's a queer Heard of it. Comic-Con, basically. <laughs> the, it's the, in New York. Yes, I said Brooklyn. I said Brooklyn. So, yeah, uh, hopefully we can try to go. And yeah, you know, yeah. if you're there, we'll let us there. know. All right, cool. So that was this for this edition of uh, Homo Superior. We talked about uh, Miracle Man. Uh, we talked about Clark's uh, Captain America Super Serum. Uh, lecture and we talked a little bit about our experiences at Awesome Con. You can find us uh, on Facebook uh, by typing in Homo Superior. You can find us on Twitter at Homo Superior X. Guys, Hold I finally on. did Shut it. Up. I finally oh, did it. Stop <laughs> stepping on your fucking line. Ah, you can find it. us on Twitter at Homo Superior X. You can find us on Tumblr at Homo Superior X Men. Can I and, say it? Yes, May you can I say it. Okay, because I finally right. did this on Instagram at Homo Superior Podcast. Can you say that louder? Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> I think you heard me. Um, Homo Superior Podcast. Find us on Instagram. Can I say they actually did hear you perfectly? God damn it. I knew it. <laughs> All right. And we're out. All right. Bye.